There were three brothers, and they grew poorer and poorer until at last their need was so great that they had nothing left to bite or to break. Then they said, This will not do. We had better go out into the world and seek our fortune. So they set out and went some distance through many great fields. But they met with no good fortune. One day they came to a great wood, in the midst of which was a hill. And when they came near to it, they saw that it was all of silver. Then said the eldest, Now here is good fortune enough for me, and I desire no better. And he took of the silver as much as he could carry, turned around and went back home. But the other two said, We must have something better than mere silver. And they would not touch it, but went on farther. After they had gone on a few days longer, they came to a hill that was all of gold. The second brother stood still and considered and was uncertain. What shall I do? said he. Shall I take of the gold to last me my life, or shall I go farther? At last, coming to a conclusion, he filled his pockets as full as they would hold, bid good-bye to his brother, and went home. But the third brother said to himself, Silver and gold do not tempt me. I will not gainsay fortune who has better things in store for me. So he went on, and when he had journeyed for three days he came to a wood still greater than the former ones so that there was no end to it. And in it he found nothing to eat or drink, so that he was nearly starving. He got up into the high trees so as to see how far the wood reached. But as far as his eyes could see, there was nothing but the tops of trees. And as he got down from the tree, hunger pressed him sore. And he thought, Hold it for once, I could have a good meal. And when he reached the ground, he saw to his surprise a table beneath the tree richly spread with food and that smoked before him. This time at least, said he, I have my wish. And without stopping to ask who had brought the meal there and who had cooked it, he came close to the table and ate with relish until his hunger was appeased. When he had finished, he thought, It would be a pity to leave such a good tablecloth behind in the wood. So he folded it up neatly and pocketed it. Then he went on. And in the evening, when hunger again seized him, he thought he would put the tablecloth to the proof. And he brought it out and said, Now I desire that thou shouldest be spread with a good meal. And no sooner were the words out of his mouth than there stood on it as many dishes of delicious food as there was room for. Now that I see, said he, what sort of cook thou art, I hold thee dearer than the mountains of silver and gold. For he perceived that it was a wishing cloth. Still he was not satisfied to settle down at home with only a wishing cloth. So he determined to wander farther through the world and seek his fortune. One evening, in a lonely wood, he came upon the begrimed charcoal burner at his furnace, who had put some potatoes to roast for his supper. "'Good evening, my fellow,' said he. "'How do you get on in this lonely spot?' "'Well, one day is like another,' answered the charcoal burner. "'Every evening I have potatoes. Have you a mind to be my guest?' "'Many thanks,' answered the traveller. "'I will not deprive you.' You did not expect a guest, but if you do not object, you shall be the one to be invited. How can that be managed? said the charcoal burner. I see that you have nothing with you, and if you were to walk two hours in any direction, you would meet with no one to give you anything. For all that, answered he, there shall be a feast so good that you never tasted the like. Then he took out the tablecloth from his knapsack, and spreading it on the ground said, Cloth be covered! And immediately there appeared boiled and roast meat quite hot as if it had just come from the kitchen. The charcoal burner stared but did not stay to be asked twice, and fell to, fell in his mouth with ever bigger and bigger pieces. 
When they had finished eating, the charcoal burner smiled and said, Look here, I approve of your tablecloth. It would not be a bad thing for me to have here in the wood, where the cooking is not first rate. I will strike a bargain with you. There hangs a soldier's knapsack in the corner, which looks old and unsightly. But it has wonderful qualities. As I have no further occasion for it, I will give it to you in exchange for the tablecloth.